The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death! dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Aren't the droids we're looking for? Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Do my only help. Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I, 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 Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the New Force Order. everyone out there that was the longest i've seen doc last with his old face for quite some time how you doing there doc <laughs> i'm great or may i say mr sharon oh, you take out the trash always nice very nice ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the new force order a star wars podcast now it's been some time since we dropped our last episode so let us apologize i just want to say from the bottom of my heart i'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody the double champ does what the he wants psych we were busy unfortunately we have lives and things got in the way so we couldn't just drop any old episode and just say hey let's just shoot one out just to get it out no 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 you see we're the champions of star wars podcasting and we put out quality not quantity but before we go down this beaded path allow me to introduce myself i am the greek god papa don professional wrestler from a galaxy far, far away, multi-time champion, current champion with three different titles, two singles, and a tag team strap that I happen to hold with my partner in arms right here. The man who 
super kicks champagne glasses from here to San Juan. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than two would be, more technical than FX7, the god of stealing thunder. And, ladies, I officially regret to inform you that Doc is off the market and out of the mid-rim. Talk to Destroyo, Alex Arroyo. Very nice, but he still does rim jobs for 20 bucks, baby. So you're still in there like flair. Woo! Anyway, what are we, what are we, what are we going on about? You may ask. Well, Doc just happened to get married this past weekend over there in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And we had a grand old time at the wedding. Luckily, nobody was dropped in a chair. We almost did the uh, doomsday device on his son, but we thought better not to. <laughs> we had a great time. Congratulations to you and Sharon, Doc. We had a, my wife and I had a great time. It was a great getaway. The party was awesome. Uh, the food was great. The company was even better. And shout out to Ray Ray Championship Belts out there. We had a grand time at the table, busting each other's balls and having grand time just making jokes about everything. And uh, that was it, man. Now, now we're here, and we're going to talk about what we like to talk about, and that is the war in the stars. Now, Doc, before I go any further, you're all caught up in Mandalorian? I am all caught up in Mandalorian, of course. Yeah. I'm not caught up in Bad Batch, but I'm caught up in Mandalorian. What episode did you have Bad Batch? I don't know. Whatever I was before I left for the wedding. So, bro, six, the five, six. I don't remember. Okay, six, six, six. I got it. I'll get. I'll get the, to this. I'll probably get to this week. Okay. Well, let me allow me to give you some hope. And rebellions are built on hope. Right. This la This last episode, episode twelve. Man, oh man. You're going to sit back and you're going to be like, what did I just watch? Nice. This, this was epic. So you have a Love few episodes. You have a few great episodes to come up. Uh, but this last one, number 12, whoo, some of the best Star Wars you'll ever see, bro. Yeah, Telling well, that's, you. That's, uh, that's, that's a resounding. Yeah, uh, that's big, bro. That's big. Yeah. It was epic, like grand cinema scale for for Ooh. for an animation episode of 20 some odd minutes this thing held its weight held its weight you know but anyhow good what looks like yeah yeah keep it in your pants that's right um first and foremost let's start off with what i'm we have a lot of news tonight folks because like i said we've been like almost two weeks we haven't done our last show so we're going to try to catch up on everything, and we have over. We have a lot of things to go over tonight. So I'm going to try to let, slam it in as fast as possible, as much as possible. That's what I told and we're going to get, the, and then we're going to get the show done as well. So there is a rumor afoot in the land of Star Wars. What do I mean, Doc? Did you hear about this uh, this reboot sequel trilogy? No, I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. This new rebooted plan to do a sequel to the sequel trilogy. A sequel to the sequel trilogy? The sequel to the like, sequel. Sounds like we're in space balls already. Um, from what I heard, uh, it's going to be focused around what seems to be Star Wars's um, two Akash cows, Ray and uh, Grogu. 
This is what you're referring to? Yes, yes. WDW uh, claims that Disney's planning a Jedi team up between Rey and Grogu that actually retcons the polarizing Star Wars sequel trilogy. And along, along for that word, it's not mine. Along for the uh, the ride will be our favorite her fairy, uh, furry seven foot friend, uh, not not uh, Chuchi, but Chewy, R two D two, and a mystery character that'll be going around doing what they need to do and getting into this mischievous trouble that only our antagonists like to get into. But again, it's just a rumor. Nothing has been um, confirmed. But nothing has been denied. What's your take? Would you want to see something like this? Oh, I mean, if if you have to look at Disney and how they're doubling down and what they're going to do with the, their properties, you know, they they're going to want the things that are guaranteed cash money. Chewbacca, we know, is going to be that, right? They want to build the whole future on Ray. Apparently, it's going to go Ray. Fine, but on top of that, it's going to be Grogu, right? I mean, Grogu is going to be is is at this point the face of that's one of the places over here. So. It makes sense that they're going to bring whatever they need to do to bring them together to do some kind of project. I, I, I see it happening. Um, is it too is it too much? I, I guess that remains to be seen. Well, look, again, this is from WDW, right? And it was a rumor, but but from that time till now, I just want to let you know, there's only one WD that I recognize. And that's forty. Tremendous. That was like you seventy years ago. Uh, Lucasfilms, uh, what is it saying? They asked John Favreau about Lucasfilm and their plans after the sequel trilogy and what's going on. And this is a separate article, uh, a week and a half after this WDW rumor came out. And John Favreau suggested that Lucasfilm is discussing options of the next Star Wars film set after the sequels. His exact quote was. There's definitely a conversation that's going on and also what happens after the sequel trilogy because the sequel trilogy only takes place over the course of a few years. Technically, I think it's only two years. But, but, but was that a conversation to him about the Mandalorian going to also potentially feature films? Uh, well, we'll get down to that, but it was a big okay. interview that he had, right? And okay. it's a, I was trying to segue into this to try to kill two birds with one stone. Um, and then, then Favreau continues in this quote, and it's a big thing on the screen. And it's very eventful, but it's relatively brief moment in the history over the course of the thousands of years that Star Wars takes place. And so what happens after. And so what happens after it is interesting, too. And I know there's some discussion exploring going on what happens after it. Now, it meaning the sequel trilogy. So when it rains and pours, so it looks like we might be going. Thumbs crashing down. And it's gonna burn inside. Um, would you be inclined to venture to the cinemas to go see uh, a, a, a series of movies that place after the sequel trilogies? Come on, listen, stop. What's better than Star Wars? More fucking Star Wars. And that mahi mahi wasn't that mahi mahi at your wedding wasn't too bad either. No, if they put it out, I'm gonna be there. We still talking about the movie? Yeah, yes, we are. Okay, just checking, just checking. Did you have a play, PlayStation 4? Of course I have a PlayStation 4. All right, well, the reason why I ask is Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel to Fallen Jedi, right? Yep. With Cal Kestis. 
Correct. There's not going to be a station, station, a PlayStation Four version because of hardware limitations. Hardware so, Doc, limitations. I'm sorry. Yes. I mean, I know for hardware limitations, there's usually a pill, but not for this. Yes, not for this one, unfortunately. I, I nothing I can prescribe to you, Papa Doc. We're okay. It's the pat in the back, and uh, better luck next time, big guy. Yeah, sounds like freaking uh, WWE creative right there. Uh, <laughs> so let let me ask you. You've been to Cali plenty of times to see your in-laws, right? Yes, sir. They're downstairs right now, actually. By the way, tell your father-in-law I like his drip, dude. And I know that yeah, sounds yeah. dirtier than it means that I meant it. <laughs> but what, that what jacket. What did you see his penis? That jacket with those shoes. Whoo, dude got style, man. Yeah, he was, uh, he, he, he looked like a Jewish Ric Flair. Ric Flair was. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Ric Flair with. <laughs> Oy vey, woo. <laughs> Tremendous. Look, um, the reason why I ask about Cali, have you ever been to the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame? I have been to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You know who just got a star recently at the Hollywood Star Wars? Uh, I mean, the Riley Reed. Who the who's who's Riley Reed? Google it later. You thank me. Thanks. Okay, is it a porn actress or an actor? Of course, of course it is. Gotcha. They're all they're all actors now. Okay, we don't call them actresses, right? That's very sexist. Okay. I still do. I don't care. Anyhow, don't be a Vembe. On the fe- listen, uh, on February 13th, you know what happened? Johnny Fabs got a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Johnny Fabs, look at this guy. The guy's, right? like, you know, fucking swingers. He's in fucking uh, these other stupid ass movies, Iron Man, and now he's a Hollywood Walk of Fame kind of guy. I love it. And how did right. he seal it, by the way? With his bubble gum. No, not him. Not him. Who did? Look at your uh, CNN reporting there with your fake news. Oh, fake news. It- it was his boy, John Favreau's friend, Robert Downey Jr. He made it official with a seal of approval by using his chewing gum and put it right on the star. That's pretty so, funny. And right after it was done, someone cleaned it up because they didn't want anyone else trying to clean it up and sell it on eBay. But this one, that's they, 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 they ruined somebody's life right there. Easy to yeah, tell. Pretty much, man. Congratulations, Johnny Fav. Uh, I would say it's overdue. I don't think it's overdue. I think it's at the perfect time because he's the guy right now who's making things happen for us. So good on you, kid. Well, everything he touches makes money, man. So hopefully he walks by me and bumps into me or something because I would like to get all too. Your money, baby. You so money. You don't even know. Um, so, you, you know, sometimes in life, things don't go your way. You have to take a step back and Rethink your steps or rethink your game plan. Maybe take a different approach. Would you concur, Doc? Of course. That's part of life. Life, you know, when it gives you lemons, you got to make uh, iced tea. That's right. And you put some sugar in it, you get some sugar, honey, iced tea. Um, a new report from the Hollywood Reporter explores how Disney is rethinking its current franchise output from Marvel and Star Wars. Ooh. Within the said article, the outlet, the outlet, Noted that Lucasfilm is expected to unveil its future movie plans at the ga- oh for the Galaxy Far Far Away at Star Wars Celebration event, which takes place in April in London. London among fuck, the fuck yeah, me over. Yes, among the big screen project currently in development is a past sequel trilogy uh, flick from Watchmen writer Damon Lindelof, mm-hmm. as well as a mysterious project from Thor Ragnarok director. Taika Waititi. Now, the, 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 the news now is stating that Taika wants to be in the movie 
as a character, yeah. may not n- not the lead character, but a supporting character. Um, and on top of that, this also came out. Our boy, um, what's his name from MCU? Um, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige's movie, Scrapped. Scrapped. Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Scrapped. Scrapped. Um, not a good look. Not a good look with the situation. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I think it's really odd that they had Patty Jenkins do this little, like, you know, about two years ago, she did this fucking little, I, she was roller skating around talking about her dad being a fighter pilot. She's going to make the best fighter pilot movie ever in Rogue One. And above, I mean, Rogue Squad. And then, <laughs> thanks, babes. See you later. Yeah, dude. She, she kamikaze herself into unemployment. Oh, she definitely did for whatever reason. Whether it was Wonder Woman 85 or whatever fucking that stink ball was called. Um, or what? I have no idea. But Disney, when was the last time a major studio like Disney made a big announcement like that? Multiple big announcements and are like, mm, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Uh, I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing. It doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't happen frequently. Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm definitely take the cake because ever since episode seven, there's been issues. She had issues with JJ that got resolved at episode seven. Uh, episode nine, they fired the original director, right? I forgot his name. And then JJ picked up the the, the reins. Yeah. Lord and Miller so, got fired. The yeah. Game of Thrones guys got fired. The Rogue, uh, one, Patty uh, Ch- the Rogue One thing, the whole solo thing. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, man. What's and then, then all this. I don't know, dude. I have no idea. It's, it's, uh, I guess it's people have this uh, ego in machismo that they think they're too big to fail. But sooner or later, because of the accessibility of information that we have, people are just going to get turned off. And I think a lot of people are turned off in the franchise and the IP. Um, so much so that it's been talks because Uncle Bob is is back um, that uh, they're going to slow down on producing – uh, Disney Plus series and put out quality more than quantity for the MCU, but they're all steam ahead for what's going on for Star Wars because they understand they desperately need a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth to revive this franchise. Now, do I agree with that statement? Um, not so much that it needs revision, but it does. It does. It does definitely need help. Um, a lot of people were disappointed with Kenobi. Uh, a lot of people are disappointed with the book of Boba Fett. Um, it's going to be difficult because, it's, you know, even though they're ramping up Star Wars movies again, there's a catch. And the catch is that uh, they, there's going to be financial constraints that are going to be applied. Ooh, on all. Up, no, because Disney's bleeding money left and right. Um, and there were some issues with shareholders getting dividends recently and they they caved in and decided to give the shareholders uh, uh, their dividends. But then at the same time, I mean, let's face it, you can't, you can only bleed a stone so much before it goes dry. And unfortunately, I think they're at that point on on a financial situation where if they don't um, knock a home run out the box, uh, they're up shit's creek without a paddle. I mean, what do you think? It's it's hard for me to believe that a company like Disney is not making money, right? I mean, they're, they're making money, right? They're just not making enough money. Is that my assumption? I mean, listen, I work for hospitals that are $217 million in debt a year. 
how are they still operating? Don't fucking ask me. I'm just glad I'm cashing my paycheck every week. Um, there's no way Disney is is is, is ever going to be anywhere near there. I mean, how many billions of CEOs sit around the world that would love to take that place over and make it some dough? So I can't imagine they're losing and and just tremendous amount of money because of 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 Star Wars or because of Marvel because of whatever. So they got to be making money. Are they making money to the point that to where they need to be? No one's making money. No one's making too much money. Let's just say. Let's just well, the problem is this though: if they don't meet their projections. Then they take a, then their stock takes a tank. Of then course. the shareholders are pissed. Then Uncle Bob Iger's on his ass. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. But the problem is, is that you know you, you can't expect every year to make the same money you made last year. You may make more. You may make less, depending on what happens. Like the whole you know Corona thing fucked everything up too. And if they got people who are running things the way they shouldn't be running things, it's going to be hard to make money because people are fickle these days. They're not going to go see any bullshit. So. Um, well, the problem is a lot of people feel they they get burnt by Disney and many other companies, especially Disney, because yep. they keep going with this woke agenda. And I think people are tired with reality. They're tired with the news. They're tired with politics. They're tired with all this these uh, these things that they're being used and weaponized to the uh, keep us divided. And they don't want to go to the cinemas. They don't want to turn on their TVs. And watch stories that are trying to use political I- ideology as plot points and use it in the in the actual story itself. Because we go to this to watch TV, we watch movies to escape realism, not to further dive down the rabbit hole of you know religion, politics, uh, gender, you know racism, whatever the case may be. Unless right. that's the plot of the movie, you know. And I think. I think Disney needs to wake up. You you have a series called Kenobi with Ewan McGregor. Now, granted, I liked it, but there's a lot of beats in that film or in that series that put a sour taste in everyone's mouth, uh, yours included, Doc, because no one gave a crap about Reva. No one cared, No one liked the fact that she got stabbed in the stomach twice by the dark Sith Lord himself, the, the, the face that runs the place, Darth Vader, and lived. It basically made him look like a chump, you know? And right. the fact that every time they turn on a Disney movie or, I mean, a Star Wars movie, and they're always trying to placate to feminism, whether it's Kathleen Kennedy or whatever the case may be, and it doesn't feel organic or part of the story, people, it just makes the fans more divisive. And I think that's a very, very big issue. Um, I think people are just tired of it. I, I agree completely. Um, again, if it doesn't if it doesn't make sense, it shouldn't it shouldn't be happening. If it's not part of the story, it shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be there just to be there. Um, I, I think the really funny thing about it, we're going to take you know take a little, a little turn right now, is the fact that you know the people who complain the most about getting their agenda in, about getting the their wokeness in, are probably not the ones who are actually going to see Star Wars. So, I agree. They're 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 placating to these people who don't give a fuck about you about, about Star Wars, but but they'll be the first to complain, like that chick you know episode one of the Mandalorian. Oh, there's not enough female characters here. There was nothing about Star Wars, so people just want to use whatever they want to use to weaponize it against everything in the entire world. And quite frankly, I'm getting sick of it. I wholeheartedly agree with you, my friend. But sometimes. News do come through the crack. 
the cracks in medium saying that ass crack or butt crack uh what am i pertaining to so my neck and my back um freddie prince jr decided to step out on a recent podcast and he stated he stated and he got into some hot water because of this statement he claimed that a very pivotal scene in rogue one aka the hallway vader scene was actually directed by longtime franchise alumni uh, Dave Filoni. And his statement was, I don't know if people know this, maybe I'm not allowed to say this, but I don't care anymore. He directed that scene in Rogue One, where, well, basically the whole end of the movie, where Vader comes through and you see basically what's going to happen in A New Hope, he directed all of that. Now, I popped when I heard this, and I went, huh. There were... um, Filoni and, even himself. and it's not like Freddy is far removed from Star Wars. Freddy is a voice actor for Star Wars. Yeah, he he voiced Kanan Jarrus. Absolutely. Right. Now, he's very good friends with Filoni on top of that. But, but the plot thickens. You see, Filoni stated that he wanted to get into live action. And Kathleen made him go to all the sets of the movies and mirror the directors to see what they're doing to the point where even um, Ryan Johnson told him to hold the camera and gave him a lot of pointers and taught him some new tricks and this, that, and the other. So where there's fire, there's smoke, like we always say. Um, Rogue One's ending, I guess, you know, the, the rumors claim was a hot mess. They couldn't capitalize and finish it the way they wanted to. Tony Gilroy came in. Maybe Filoni directed the, a scene or two. Who knows? But, but this is where things start to go away. One of the writers from Rogue One named Gary Witta came out swinging on Twitter. He was accusing uh, Freddie Prince Jr. of spreading false information while releasing that director Gareth Edwards was responsible for the scene. And then Witta even included a snapshot of a previous post he made where he reminisced about Edward showing him a rough cut of the scene. So, I don't know, man. I think they need to get their shit together, get their house in order. I don't know what's going on over there. It's really weird. I mean, like, why would Freddie, who's a well-known actor, also a well-known Star Wars person, just come out and say that if it's not true? I don't know. He he sounded like he knew what he was talking about. And honestly, and let, let me ask you a question, Pop. Who gives a fuck if Filoni directed it? Who cares? I know. One why, team, one dream. why is it like a terrible fucking thing? I agree with you. If he was able to add two cents to make the movie better, go ahead. I mean, in, even in uh, Solo, the part where Lando, I'm sorry, where uh, Kira's in Lando's cape room and Han comes in and takes the cape off of uh, Kira that she was trying on. And then he just drops it on the floor before he goes in to kiss her. Um, originally, he was supposed to hang it back up on a, on a hanger. And George Lucas was on, 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 allegedly, he was on set and he was telling Ron Howard, eh, Han wouldn't do that. Han would just throw it on the floor because he's a scoundrel. And then he went with it. So does that constitute him directing the scene? Is it a big deal that he gave an input to, you know what I'm saying, to Ron Howard? Yeah. Um, nah, I wouldn't say so. I mean, even uh, the Darth Maul ending, you know? Allegedly, they wanted him to have the original blade that he had in um, Phantom Menace, but then 
someone smartened him up and says, no, he has to use this blade that he had in Rimmel's because the original one got broken and yada, yada, yada in order to fit canon and continuity. So does that person constitute as directing that scene? No, but, you know, if they, if they could give their two cents to make it a better product and a better movie, I'm with you, man. Go for it. Why not? Doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. Either way, you know what? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Speaking of Lando, new comics coming out for Marvel. Um, basically, this this the, we saw Lando Calrissian in Jabba the Hutt's palace, right in Return of the Jedi, right. as well as a capture Chewbacca. But how do they get there? Stephanie Phillips and Alvaro Lopez are creating a new Star they Wars comic. If Lina, uh, a new Star Wars comic, uh, f- uh, for Marvel Comics, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Lando Number One, for a story that follows Lando and Lando and Chewie uh, on their journey to complete a heist for Nef- for the nefarious Jabba the Hutt and ultimately reclaim their friend Han Solo. That follows up on other Return of the Jedi comics coming out on Marvel Comics this year. That's very interesting. I always wondered how they got from the end of Empire to beginning of Return of the Jedi. We know it's a year later, right? We know they had the Bounty Hunter storyline where Boba Fett gets the thing stolen and gets it back. And that's, you know what I mean? Put a little uh, little meat a little meat on that bone and, and filler between the two episodes. But we leave Chewie and, and, and Lando dressed up as Han. At the end of Empire, on the Falcon says, don't worry, princess, we're going to bring Han home. And they take off. I wanted to know always why, oh, what happened and why Lando was undercover. And Chewie ends up with uh, Leia talking to Miles Kanata, getting the Bosch outfit and showing up as one of the, you know, as a prisoner. I, I want to see that story. Do you even care? It's a great it's- the, the threads that tie the Star Wars universe together are all these little things that George had kind of like left these massive gaps for. I think that was one of the big the big problems with the sequel trilogy is that there wasn't these gaps in the story where you could, you know, say to yourself, I wonder what happened there or maybe it's happened there or have this, you know, extravagant, crazy thing in your brain about what was going on. It was good to, for us to think about that stuff. How did Luke become a Jedi from the end of? Empire to the beginning of Return of the Jedi. We didn't know, you know, you know, and while these get filled in now, I'm sure, you know, George was trying to do that back then. It was just, I need to move ahead of this and, you know, who gives, who gives a shit? I think it's important to tell these stories, especially because we're seeing Disney drop the ball with Star Wars. We know what's going to be money. We know it's going to be easy money. It's going to be the OT. Give us this stuff in comic book form, in book form, in animation form, in something, because it's worth it. And it's fun for us old fans, older fans, and <laughs> it's things that we, you know, as as adults now have envisioned since we were kids. So I would love to see what happened. Um, you know, like like in Solo when they gave us a little tease when Beckett walks out wearing the armor that that Lando had in the in the skiff outfit. You're like, yes. oh, that's fucking awesome. That's such a little throwaway. They 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 didn't have to do. Nobody would care, but they did, and it made it important. So we need these things. I, I think I think we need to see stuff fleshed out. I agree with you wholeheartedly, brother. I mean, the more connection, the more connected tissue, 
and the more little tidbits here and there that make it seem organically connected to one another makes everything just so much better. I don't think it makes the galaxy smaller. I think it just makes things better. That's just my opinion. So um, long as they do it well, that's yes. all I ask for. Well. Now, Doc, if you and I were hanging and I betrayed you, you still want to be my boy? Oh, my God. It depends on the betrayal. I mean, if you ate the last French fry, I'd be like, all right, whatever. We'll manage. But, you know, if you're playing with my mom, I think we're going to have an issue. You saw my mom. I, you probably have more of an issue than I would. <laughs> the reason why I ask is because Lando's Cloud City betrayal changes forever with one Star Wars revelation. Now, right, I thought so, this. So, so, so let me talk about this for a second. Oh, okay? please do. Let me talk about this for a second. So we know Empire Strikes Back, Lando double crosses his buddy Han, gives him up to the Empire. He tells him, listen, I, I had to do it for the safety of my facility, for my people. You know, nothing personal, bro, but I'm, I'm the boss over here now. I got to see what's going on. But now there's all this shit that's coming out that's saying that Lando, in reality, had this plan. That you know he he was it was it was a it was a triple cross between everything there because he had a way to get everybody out. Everybody was gonna get safe. Everybody's gonna be there. But then the Empire threw him a fucking curveball and sent him for a loop and look and froze Han and Carbonite. Fucked him over. He didn't know that was gonna happen and threw him for a loop. And then he had to pivot and change the plan. Now between you and I, okay, I I, I like when they flesh things out. But between you and I. When they change the fabric of who a character is and was, it kind of annoys me a little bit. Because when Lando turns on them, he's a fucking prick. And you're immediately like, look at this fucking Fonza Newts who gives up his boys, our boys over here who in the good fight, screws them over. Like, what a douchebag. But now... They want to make him look like less of a scoundrel, less of a you know, less of a heel, more of a hero, and say no, no, there it was always his. But you know what? Fuck that. I don't want. I don't want any of that. I want the Lando that was being a jerk off, that was being a scumbag, but maybe had a little bit of an altruistic portion in his in in his heart that he needed to ensure that he was going to have no imperial entanglements in his in his um facility, which was going to save his ass, which really goes along with that character. That's how I feel about it. I get it. I get it. I see it both ways. I agree with you from one notion. Because then you water down this this smuggler, this card player, this uh, scoundrel. And you make him like to be a nice guy. A wolf in sheep's clothing. They did that with Han. Right? He, he shot first. Then they changed it to the McClunky thing after... Rito shot first. Now it's they shot at the same time. Now clunky, because he didn't want Han to be that villainous. They even had a scene before that's deleted where Han's making out with some chick, and they never used it in the film. They didn't want him to be too much of a womanizer. Yeah. I think that adds to the character growth from him shooting first, and then becoming the hero at the end of the movie. He does complete one eighty. Absolutely. And I think it makes it a better story. As far as Lando goes, same difference, but Lando always says he never bets unless he can control the outcome. So it kind of fits his motif to a certain point of view because if he's able to control everything, thinking he's in charge 
without letting the people who are in charge know that they're not in charge, that's Lando to in a nutshell. But again, uh, it does water down his, you know, rugged appeal. And I think that ad- that rugged appeal adds to the character. Uh, Kylo Ren supposedly killed all his Luke students, which said in the movie. But then the comic comes out and it shows he didn't kill all the students. It was Snoke or, or Palpatine or whatever you want to call him. Does that make him less of a villain? When they did it on purpose to try to make him more, uh, more, more susceptible to turning good again? Who knows? Does it take away from his betrayal? I think it does. Does it make him more of an emo, prissy little bitch? <laughs> yes. And I do like him for that because... I think he's the best thing in the sequel trilogy, but you know, I don't know. You can't you can't win with this because there's so this in my opinion, there's so there's so many pros and cons to changing something or adding it or putting another layer to the story that it could be good, it could be bad depending on the day of the week. I don't know. But right now, as far as Lando goes, whatever. They made him pansexual, they said. But yeah, I don't that's that's you know what I mean? another one. That's another thing too. You know, it's just like, come on, enough already. Um, that that shit wasn't happening in the seventies. It, it just shouldn't be part of his character. It, it wasn't hinted at anywhere along the line. We don't need to. We don't need to do all this bullshit. I mean, if you're changing the the, the core fabric of of a character that's been around for you know thirty so thirty forty something years, that just doesn't make much sense to me. I agree. Speaking about being around for forty something years. Star Wars Celebration is from April 7th to April 10th. Um, oh, no. Yes, April. The next one's going to be in 2025. The destination has not been determined yet. But in April, they'll be in London. And here is the complete Star Wars schedule. April 7th, Friday. Lucasfilm's studio showcase from 11 to 1230 on the Celebration stage. And the making of Andor Season 1. From 3 to 4. Saturday, April 8th, we have Ahsoka from 11 to 12 on the Celebration Stage. 40 Years of Return of the Jedi from 2 to 3 on the Celebration Stage. Star Wars Young Jedi Adventure Screening from 3 to 4, Galaxy Stage. On the 9th, which is Sunday, Villains of the Sequel Trilogy from 11 to 12. Star Wars The High Republic from 1 to 2. That's going to be on the Galaxy Stage. The villains of the sequel trilogy, which I previously mentioned, is on celebration stage. A look back at Obi Wan Kenobi from one thirty to two thirty on the celebration. Look back, stage. it's like 10, ten minutes old. Monday, April tenth, twenty twenty-three. Star Wars: The Bad Batch from eleven to twelve celebration stage. Star Wars: Vision two, one to two celebration stage. Doug Chang on Obi Wan and Mando, two three uh, two thirty to three thirty galaxy stage. Closing ceremonies from four to five. Celebration stage. So that's a lot of stuff. What do you want to see, yeah, Doc, I mean, at a celebration? It's, uh, it's not a ton of stuff, but it's a lot. But it, but 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 I think it's enough stuff. I mean, I wouldn't fly out of my ass to London for the just for this stuff. Um, well, obviously, it. these. If I had to pick one to go to the panel, because I'm not a big panel guy, Comic Con, it'd be the Ahsoka thing because that's going to be the most interesting thing. Um, I don't know why they have this Obi Wan retrospective when the show is like because they're going to announce season two, bro. Thank God, I'll take it. They have to. They need to do a Boba Fett season two to fix the bad taste that Boba Fett season one left, and they need to do a better Kenobi season two. Hopefully, Filoni and Favreau are more involved in that than Kathleen Kennedy. This way, we don't get the feminism. 
uh, nonsense that we got in Obi Wan. The show's called but, Kenobi. But, it should have been all about I, Kenobi but later. I, but I gotta tell you, man, I'm worried. I'm really worried. These guys have dropped the ball a couple times here and there. Who? And Filoni it's uh, Fav? It, no, not Filoni Favreau. You know the the the, the whole Obi Wan thing, the whole um, Book of Boba Fett thing, the whole sequel trilogy thing. It's like, come on, guys, this is fucking easy. It's it's not a difficult thing to do. No, I'm with you. I, I'm with you, bro. If we could do it, don't, they don't know do what the it. problem. Don't don't know what the problem is. Politics, bro. Should be, should be. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, did you like Luke's yellow saber? Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was an interesting visual. I thought, you know, the whole Jedi temple guard thing was cool. But unfortunately, who cares? Because unfortunately, it's been chopped in half on the next cover of the Star Wars uh, comic book. So it's Which over is- for Bill Saber. Well, we knew it had to be over because she gets the green saber. But episode uh, issue number thirty-three, Masonic number, right there, by the way. Um, so Filoni, after claiming Luke Skywalker wasn't a Jedi, the Mandalore EP Dave Filoni admits to ignoring Luke being the last Jedi following Return of the Jedi. So I'm going to read this article. You tell me what you think, okay? The Mandalorian. EP Dave Filoni recently admitted in a new interview that he changed his views on the original trilogy, specifically on Luke Skywalker being the only Jedi following the end of the film. After recently, after recently claiming in an interview with Screen Rant that Luke Skywalker wasn't a Jedi, Filoni pointed to the same scene uh, referenced in his interview with Screen Rant to reveal how he no longer looks at the original trilogy the same way he previously did. Speaking with screenshot, Screen Rant, uh, Filoni said during a discussion about Darksaber, Grogu, and Jedi that Grogu trained when he was young, and so did Luke. Yoda didn't confirm that Luke was a Jedi, remember? He says, oh, you think you're a Jedi. Not so fast. You had, he had to pass the trials. John Favreau, head writer of The Mandalorian, would go on to correct Filoni, says, but he also said, you'll be the last Jedi when I'm gone. Uh-oh, I hate when mom and dad fight. In Return of the Jedi, Luke returns to Dagobah, tells Yoda, I've come back to complete my training. Yoda responds, no more trading do you require. Already know that which you need. Luke answers, then I am a Jedi. Yoda replies, oh, fuck off, kid. No way. No. He goes, not yet. Oh, not yet. One thing remains, Vader. You must confront Vader. Only then... A Jedi you will be. And confront him you will. At the end of their conversation. Yoda tells Luke. Luke when I'm gone I am the last of the Jedi you will be. Luke the force runs strong in your family. Pass on what you have learned Luke. There's another Skywalker. Filoni referenced this scene in a separate. Filoni referenced this scene in a separate interview with Hollywood Reporter. When asked if they figured out where Grogu is during their sequel trilogy. During his answer, Filoni revealed he's completely changed his opinion on whether or not Luke Skywalker is actually the last Jedi. He said, as a kid, when Yoda said, he said, when I as a kid, Yoda said, when uh, when Ghana I am the last of the Jedi, you will be to, to Luke. I look that very literally. Well, now we know that's anything but true. There are many different people that could wield the force. And maybe Luke is the last Jedi as far as what Yoda would consider a Jedi. So we'll just have to wait and see how the story evolves and what makes sense. But in my experience, there's definitely a way to weave everything together and make it exciting. It's possible it would never have 
it would never even have to cross over with what we saw in the sequel trilogy if the story has us somewhere else, he concluded. It's hard to imagine Grogu's story not intersecting with the sequel trilogy when that trilogy of films encompasses much of the known galaxy. The opening crawl of The Last Jedi makes that abundantly clear. It reads, The Force First Order reigns. Having this decimated the peaceful Republic, Supreme Leader Snoke now deploys his legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Only General Leia Organa's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny. Certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker return and restores spark of hope to the fight. But the resistance has been exposed. As the First Order speeds toward a rebel base, the brave heroes must mount a desperate escape. Dot, dot, dot. On top of this opening crawl, making it clear the events of Disney sequel trilogies are galaxy-spanning Filoni's own shows, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, connected Grogu's story to Luke Skywalker. The shows have already heavily implied that Grogu was part of Darth Sidious's cloning program, does it though? Which eventually led to the birth of Rey, the main protagonist of these, the Disney sequel trilogy. However, given Filoni's revelation that he has completely discarded the original uh, trilogy's continuity, that Luke Skywalker was indeed the last Jedi after Return of the Jedi, it's not hard to imagine he would be open to discarding storylines in the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Disney sequel trilogy. To that point, Filoni admitted as much kind back in the what? That's kind of a stretch, but anyway, keep going. To that point, Filoni admitted to as much back in November 2020 when speaking of Vanity Fair. He asked by the outlet, "What else has happened as part of his transformation into Ahsoka?" Filoni responded, "I said, well, Ahsoka's eyes are blue and yours are not, but I don't want you to worry about that. If you don't want to go for that, we can say that's this version's. They're not." He also told Vanity Fair that the continue the continuity the continuity between the ending of Star Wars Rebels and the Mandalorian might not be as clear cut, meaning the linear outage. Blah blah blah. That's it. So I don't care. His mama named him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. Luke Skywalker is the last Jedi at the end of Return of the Jedi, because um, he's the only one that is left. Correct. Because Ahsoka's not a Jedi. She claims it herself. We don't know where Ezra is. He wasn't around then. Maybe he's a Force user. Maybe he's dead. Who knows? I have no idea. Um, Grogu could be still around. But even if he's still around, at that point, he was hiding his abilities, right? They said to keep himself uh, around and being able to survive. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Listen. In 83, he was the last Jedi. In 2023, he definitely is not the last Jedi. So I get it. I understand. I don't think Dave is being an asshole about this. I just think he's alluding to the fact that, you know what? We needed to drag more story out of the story, and this is how he did it. So in reality, he's not. And it's funny they say, oh, maybe in Yoda's opinion, he's the last Jedi. But he, Luke wouldn't have met any of the Jedi criteria that Yoda would have held for the last 800 years to Yoda. So that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Listen, here's the deal. We needed more story. We got to milk this fucking cash cow for what it is. They have plenty of motherfucking Jedis out there because people want to see Jedi. So gotcha, kid. Favre the, question is, though, the question is, though, did you know? Did, did Yoda shut himself off to the Force and not feel any of those Jedis? Did he not feel Ahsoka? Did he not feel Cal Kestis? Did he not feel Grogu? Did he not feel the people that were out there? 
and assume that Jabroni over there was the last Jedi. Who knows? I don't think he shut himself off from the Force. I just think uh, maybe those people aren't around. Ahsoka isn't a Jedi. She's a Force user. You know what I mean? Mm. At the time, Grogu was probably abducted somewhere in a cloning facility or whoever saved him. Maybe it was Maul. Maybe it was somebody. Who knows? I have no idea what's going on. I guess time will tell. And the thing, one thing Star Wars does well is all the reverse engineering and back ending into the stories because they've been doing it for fucking since the it beginning. It must be of Greek at the back end and put them Opa. John Favreau reveals why the book of Boba Fett served as Mandalorian 2.5. He did an interview with Empire Magazine and he said, We just couldn't, we couldn't just hit a hard reset. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds for people who may not have seen the Book of Boba Fett. But I think the Book of Boba Fett offered time to pass. You saw what Mando was like without Baby Yoda. And we saw what Grogu was like without the Mandalorian. Neither of them was doing too good. So them coming back together was a really good plot point that allows us to jump back to season three while maintaining a central relationship. I think you have to service both things. Favreau explains just because this kid has the potential and had training, does he belong Away from the Mandalorian, I saw it more like Paper Moon, where the whole thing is about delivering the kid to the blood relative, only to realize that whether genetically through her father or just through bonding, Tatum O'Neill has to end up with Ryan O'Neill. That ending feels really good to me. And this little kid, Grogu, is given a decision to choose. And the kid chooses his emotional relationship and wants to be with the Mandalorian and passing up Yoda's lightsaber. Part of you wants to see him develop in that way and part the other. What a political answer for not saying a fucking thing. Exactly. Uh, here's the deal. Had two seasons panned out. No one realized how hot Baby Yoda would be. Now we got to bring the duo back together again because they're amazing. Cutscene. And they're making us dough. Oh, definitely. He's the freaking main event. Um... You know when Padre Pascal wears this, uh, wears the costume. You know what happens. Yeah, he can't see a motherfucking thing. Ah, he's Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it really, it really uh, is a terrible design in general. Oh, it is, dude. It is. Um, they asked also John Favreau about a variety. Asked him about uh, Mandalorian becoming a, maybe a movie prospect. Uh, And he stated, there's always an opportunity when you have a set of characters and stories that people connect with that you can cross media into different areas. Marvel does it quite effectively. It's just a matter of where our time should be spent and what the appetite of the audience is. With all these stories we're telling, it's definitely a full-time job. And just keeping this going with that we're doing now, television has a much different rhythm and schedule than film does. I speak to Kevin Feige regularly, and we're always watching each other's stuff. Clearly, I've worked in the MCU, and I'm dealing with people who worked in Star Wars for a long time. There's a lot of overlap. And certainly in the fan base, I think one informs the other. That's just the nature of storytelling of, on the technological side, as well as stylistically. First of all, it's no secret the fans want Star Wars to return to the theaters, and there's no doubt that Favreau knows that. Secondly, it's strange for the producer to compare Star Wars with the MCU if there wasn't a plan to follow Marvel Studios' strategy. Essentially, on the eve of Ant-Man 3, whose main villain was the first introduced in the MCU Disney Plus series, Loki. 
So what do you think, Doc? You think we're going to get a Mandalorian crossover event on the on the on the cinema? Uh... Uh, I mean, listen, if we do, it's going to be it's going to be far from now, and a lot of pieces prior to that happening. I really don't think um, Johnny Favs going to want to venture into there after the whole sequel trilogy thing. I think he's going to stick in his in his sandbox right now because he's doing pretty goddamn well, and he's gonna he's gonna milk this cow until the uh, you know the money comes home. So you get married, all of a sudden you talk about cows a lot. What's going on here? Hey yo, I'm just pointing out facts here. You should, you if I if I took a shot for every time you said cow tonight, I would be fucking hammered by now. <laughs> um, why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Um, I bought the cow though. Wow. All right, Mandalorian season three will see Grogu. Uh, will see Grogu become more central. To the story, teases Rick Famuyiwa. Who you are on board? Rick Famuyiwa, who directed the first two seasons and on top of directing a couple episodes of the third, was also promoted to executive producer of the series. Yep, saw that the other day. Yep. Uh, in an interview, he stated there will be things in season three that once again have people talking about Grogu. In incremental ways, he's growing as a character and in the partnership with Mando, as the relationship grows, Goku has to become more central in things that are going on. He's now firmly at the hip of Mando in every adventure. The purity of the character brings out the best in people around him. The next season continues to attach that idea. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty. I mean, it's pretty spot on. The first two episodes that we saw, we have seen a lot of character growth for um, Grogu. Grogu. You know, uh, what the um, he does his little fly thing out of the uh, out of the tunnel, and he goes to get Bo-Katan. He's like, meh, 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 meh. listen. At this point, he's cute. He's something for Mando to interact with. He has these little spots that he comes out, and he's like, does a little wave. He does a little flip. He pulls little skittles off the table. He, but he's but he doesn't do that much. I mean, I think in the first season, what he used the force to stop the fucking mud horn. There was other shit happening over there. He was the focal Force point trip. of exactly. He was the focal point of you know what they were doing. It was a little more now. He's he's almost like this little. He's like Arnold in um in uh different strokes. You know, he's like oh look at that little cute thing over there who's doing all this funny stuff. And then whatever you're paying attention to fucking what's her face the sister. Is this Arnold before or after the bicycle shop owner episode? Oh, that was a bad one. Huh? <laughs> Everyone knows that episode, dude. Uh, come here, Ronald. Let me put my finger in your butt. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> um, Star Wars skeleton crew characters would not appear in The Mandalorian Season 3. But there are rumors that uh, the captain of the uh, of the pirates... What was his name? Salad the Hutt. But seriously, what was his name? Dorian uh, Grave? No. No, uh, Dorian Shard or something like that. Is going to be one of the main villains of uh, Skeleton Crew. Perfect. I'll take it. He, he, it's an interesting little aesthetic, though. He looks like, you know, what I had for lunch. Um, I think we need more characters like this, and this is a great way to introduce this character into the Star Wars But universe. did you really think he fit the Star Wars motif as far as an alien goes? He kind of looked more as something we see in Power Rangers, I think. Yeah, kind of, I guess, but... Listen, Star Wars is wide and varied. We got a lot of weird looking. Fuck. We oh, got I a goddamn know. rock. We got a goddamn rock at some point. So, oh, don't get me started. Oh, Katie Sackoff, mm. your girl, 
Oh, excuse me. She, um, the Mandalorian Katie Sackhoff explains crazy experience in season three that came from her from, from her playing Bo-Katan for many, many years. She says, I lived in this woman's skin for a long time now. One of the things that John and I focus on is where she is at the moment. What peppers her exists, her experience, Pepper Grinder. John and Rick, every single day, defer to me, which is a crazy experience to have. These masters asking me what I feel. It respects the craft and the years that I've put in. I really do know her pain is my pain. When she experiences something, I really feel it too. Her pain is my pain. My oh. prediction is pain. What's your prediction for this fight? Pain. <laughs> I love that line. Anyhow. Um, I, I, uh, you know, we haven't spoken about the Mandalorian yet, but I really liked her in episode two. Oh, dude, she was awesome. She was badass. I think episode, I don't care what Spiro says, dude. Episode two was freaking great. I, I agree with you. I don't know what he's smoking, dude, but whatever he is, let's he better pass it over here. Dude, I'm telling you, dude, I was shocked he said he didn't like it. Anyway, season four is already written, though, by Johnny Fav. He says it's done. They're looking to get it out as soon as possible. There's a strike going on that may affect season four and Book of Boba Fett, too, if it happens. Yeah, I think it's well, a writer's I, strike. I feel, I feel like we're always in this strike bullshit. But if they got a writer's strike and he wrote it already, what does he care? Uh, because uh, union bullshit. Yeah, whatever. But but he already wrote it. I don't know. This Hollywood shit doesn't make any sense to me. I'll well, pass, again, but, I'll pass I'm pretty psyched. It. I'm pretty psyched that, he, that, that he's already wrote season four. You know, and they could tweak it based on the reaction to season three if they need to. I'm not worried about the Mandalorian. It's always entertaining. It's always well, exciting. I'm always so, happy to see it. Well, there's there's rumors that uh, Book of Boba Fett season two is in pre-production now, uh, which is I think a good sign. I want more Boba Fett. Yes. Uh, you know, not because not I'm just a mark for him, and not because his uh, Mythosaur. That was uh, dope. Yeah, but not just because that. I was gonna say his Mythosaur skull is on our belt. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, it's a anyway. belt. Oh, it's a fucking dope belt. I think it's gonna be the uh, thumbnail for the uh, for the episode this week. Nice. Uh, did you know that Johnny Fab says there's no ending plan for the Mandalorian? Good. Let's keep it fucking going. That means that means you know the rumor that we had a couple years ago that season it was gonna be four seasons and done is not the case if he's already wrote, written season four. So, well, his exact quote was, "I think the beauty of this is that it's that it's a middle chapter." Of a much larger story. This is what he told Total Film anyway, Johnny Favreau. Uh, and though we'll have a resolution over time with these characters, it's not like there's a finale that we're building to that I have Good. in mind. Quite the contrary. I love these stories to go on and on and on. And these, so these characters potentially could be with us for a while. I really like telling stories in their voice. And I love the way the adventures unfold. And I'm looking forward to doing much more. Um, I'm, I'm excited. So am I, dude, because what's better than Star Wars? More fucking Star Wars. What's better than more fucking Star Wars? More fucking Star Wars. No, more fucking good Star Wars. More good, that's correct. Okay. And uh, Mando, Mando's definitely good Star Wars. Um, even though the time sucks. 35-minute episode. Dude, don't but, kill me, man. It's like, just when you get rolling. Boom, doo-doom, doo-doom. Yeah, it's like, we waited doo-doom, two years for this. Anyway. There's also something that got misconstrued in an interview with Johnny Fav recently saying that uh, more time has passed with Mando than you think. 
he stated, we know that Grogu started off earlier in the Jedi Temple. We've seen flashbacks to speak to that. Then we know he's been rescued and sent, spent many years with the Mandalorian. Went back with Luke, and now we've been two years apart from him training. So people don't know if he meant two years TV time or that he was training for two years with Luke on the planet. But it doesn't make sense because didn't travel to the planet to go drop off something and told Boca Town or told at the end of uh, Boba Fett and then told the Ming Ming Nan Win that uh, uh, no, I'll be right back to help him out with the situation. So if he traveled over the way over there and time is different, you know what I mean? I don't know. It doesn't make much sense. I don't know. Fucking space travel. Who knows? Exactly. He went through uh, too many parsecs. Do you know who Latif Crowder is? Latif Crowder. I think he plays uh, a short forward for the Indiana Pacers. What about Brandon Wayne? Oh, those are the guys who pretend to be the Mandalorian. How dare you? They are the Mandalorian, brother. And now, now the only Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> that's like saying freaking only James L. Jones is Vader, dude. Um, the reason why I bring their names up is because now their names are getting in the credits and they're getting credit being correct. Or- correct. Does that, does that mean that Pedro wasn't around for a lot of the filming and just did the over voices? Probably. Mm. Most likely. I would say 90% yes. And this is what they were talking about when, you know, when, a couple of years ago when the, when the fact that they first announced The Last of Us, that that was going to be his primary show. And he's, he's obviously got to be on set for that because you see him on camera all the time. So it's I, a I great see him doing I a, watch I, the I, finale I, tonight. Oh, it's a fantastic show. I, 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 see him do, I see him doing all his lines without even being in the suit completely from home in like, a day and then he's like chain cast check him out you see him doing lines naked in his house exactly I can, I can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold <laughs> pedro the meatloaf the meatloaf um the dude's everywhere so, man. he's everywhere oh he's awesome though um did you notice something in the beginning of season three of mandalorian the intro? Um, no, I don't know. Tell me. Remember the helmets? How they show all the helmets? Oh, yeah. They got Bo-Katan's helmet now. Um, They have uh, Boba Fett. They had Boba's already, but they have somebody else's helmet on there that I'm trying to think who it was. Tell me. You know whose helmet's missing? Whose helmet's missing? Um, Ky- Kylo Ren's. Oh. not part of this montage anymore. That's and, right. And people are stating that this is just a clue that... Oh, come on, a bunch of marks. <laughs> that the retcon is happening slowly but surely. And we're going to see all that shit happen. And uh, bye-bye, sequel trilogy. Hello. I don't know if I buy it, though, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not buying it. But anyway, I know something you do like. Andor. Tony Gilroy, <laughs> Tony Gilroy State season two will drop in the summer uh, or early fall of 2024. And news are that uh, season two, for, I mean, not season two, uh, that uh, Ahsoka is going to drop summertime 2023. So right around the corner. Around the corner. That's good news for me. And season two has been teased by Disney. Did you hear about this? I did not. Season two of, of uh, Ahsoka? Yes. Um, it's a far gone conclusion. 
Well, listen, originally it was claimed as a limited series, but on February 8th, Disney's first quarter earnings call uh, offered a first look at what the year has had in store in the beloved franchises and their intellectual properties. Um, a neat little detail nested amongst the paperwork suggests that more than meets the eye for the upcoming Ahsoka series. Uh, the fact was, in close, ca in close uh, capture, I'm sorry, in a closed inspection, season one appears next to the name of Ahsoka series. So it says Ahsoka season one. While nice. other other um, other shows had nothing next to it, like Skeleton Crew or Secret Invasions. So people are automatically insinuating that Ahsoka is going to be multiple seasons. Uh, as it should be. That's an easy sell. Um, should be. Come on, she's she's pay, her revenue is freaking. Uh... Of course, and and look at and, and they're pushing the woke agenda, but they're not pushing the woke agenda because they're doing it organically. But they could say, listen, we have a female lead in this massive Star Wars show. See, look at us, Disney loves the ladies. We're feminists. But still going to appease us guys who love the Clone Wars. So we'll take it. You know who Lux Monteri is? Speaking about Clone Wars? Lux Monteri. Um, I don't know. I think she's a stripper from the Jersey Club. Remember remember when Ahsoka had a crush on this little white boy in, 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 in uh, Clone Wars? Yes. That's Lux Monteri, the little white boy. That's the little, little white boy. Okay, I got it. All right. Well, people are saying, and this is a theory, that Jude Law... Is Lux Bonteri. Oh, look, he drew law. That means he's going to start palling around uh, inside Ahsoka. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Uh, Lucky guy. Yeah, right. Um, do you think it's over? I think that's definitely over. And speaking of over, we do a segment here, ladies and gentlemen, called Who's More Over? Now, I know what you're saying. That statement itself is not grammatically correct. Well, Sunshine, this is not hooked on phonics. This is a podcast about Star Wars that incorporates a lot of wrestling lingo and attitude into it. Now, the word over in the wrestling business means being popular. So what we do on this show is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, place, or thing. Thank you, Doc. Sorry. All right. And get into the page. We compare these aspects to see what's more over or more popular with you guys. Most importantly, what's more over with us? You prick. Doc, what's on the marquee besides the pool boy that you say looks like me? <laughs> your twin. Um, <laughs> I showed it to him. He's like, who kind of do look alike? Fuck you. He's like, he's, he's like, he's like, extra friend. What's he doing moonlighting as a pool boy in Puerto Rico? <laughs> oh. um, this week, let me write this down. Hold on. I got to make sure that I'm, I'm in the right spot for over here. What's the spot? Spot. The dog spot. Um, over spot? My spot. Um, this week. Oh, real, we, real we, quick. Real quick. Real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, my condolences to Arn Anderson. His son passed away. He was 37 years old. Are you serious? Oh, my yeah. God. That's terrible. Yeah. The one, that was, the one that was wrestling? No, no. His brother. Oh, he's awful. Sorry, Arn. Let me tell you, one of the best guys I've ever met in my entire life in pro wrestling. Sweet, yes. Absolute sweetheart. Anyway, this week, who's moreover? We do a 
kind of an odd one, a weird one, a cool one, though. One that I'm surprised that 176 episodes of this podcast we have not done yet. It's going to be the face that runs the place on the Empire. The man, the myth, the legend, the one and only. The character that if you showed to millions and millions of people, they'd be like, I know who that is. And I wonder what it smells like in that suit. Darth Vader. Anakin. Anakin is gone. I am what remains. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anakin. For all of it. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. The same way I will destroy you. Then my friend is truly dead. Versus? A guy that eventually would become the Dark Lord of the Sith. Eventually would betray my brother Anakin. And eventually would lay the pipe down on one of the hottest space angels this side of Ward Mantell. My boy, your boy, the dude who has the scraggliest hair but can still get up inside Padme's rare Anakin Skywalker. I've been looking forward to this. My powers have doubled since the last time we met, Count. Good. Twice the pride, double the fall. You have hate. You have anger. But you don't use them. In reality, this is the Vader versus Vader battle, an Anakin versus Anakin battle, an Annie versus Annie battle for supremacy 
the galaxy. Let's go to the Facebook polls. All right. Okay. Oh, interestingly enough, I'm going to put on all comments over here. We'll see what's happening on the Facebook poll. Pop, what do you think? What do you think on the Facebook poll? Dead tie. Oh, Vader is over 100% to zero on Anakin. Holy moly. What a beating Anakin took on the Facebook poll. Looking at the other one over here. Inside of the L comment. All right. So there's nothing on that one. Took a fucking ass whipping. I thought we had some comments on this, but I don't see any comments here. All right. What about Instagram? Okay. Let's go to Instagram. Hold on. Transferring over. Maybe the comments are there. All right. Let's go to the page. Bear with me. All right. Here we go. Another interesting pull here. Instagram, 67% to 33%. Vader is more over. So a little closer, but apparently still, Vader is more over. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you guys could send us an email. If you haven't already, to newforceorder at yahoo.com. Regarding this battle or any future Who's Moreover battle, or you just want to talk shop with us about Star Wars, that's fine too. You have a question for us, we'll answer it. You want to recommend something that you want us to put into the battle, we'll do so as well. Uh, except for Chuchi's prequel versus sequels. Too bad. Um, so, Doc. We're never, we're never going to do it. No, never. Um, let's go to the email address first. Let's see what the fans said. Our first email is from Greg, uh, Craig, oh. Craig. Uh, hold on. I, I, I found some comments. Hold on. Is, suddenly they popped up with something that you had posted. I think that's what it was. Mike Norman, Vader, hands down. Craig Michael Bakia, Vader, hands down. He also posted a tattoo, a picture of his tattoo of Darth Vader. Uh, John McDowell says Vader. Bill Wrigley, I can't believe anyone would choose Anakin. Holly Garland sends us the gif of the Spider-Men pointing at each other. Yeah, which makes sense. Okay, yeah, you're all you're on. Well, Craig Bokia is the one who sent the tattoo of Vader. Nice. He, just, he emailed us that, so thank you, Craig. Uh, next one is from Tim Gilby, who's over. Tim Gilby. Yeah. Where have you been? He goes uh, Vader versus Anakin, eh? With a question mark. That's like Hulk Hogan versus Hollywood Hogan, or Homeboy '88 versus El Gato. LOL. <laughs> I'll pick Vader to go over. He's the OG bad guy in my lifetime. P.S. How does Darth Vader like his toast? On the dark side. And a fool for life. Thanks, Tim. I missed those jokes. Next one. Hannah Jensen. Vader. Uh, I'm sorry. Hannah Jensen. She says Darth Vader. I would choose Darth Vader because he's my father. And I'm a daddy's girl. Oh, that sounds a little, a little creepy. That, that sounds from te- where are you from? Tennessee girl. That sounds interesting. Uh, next one, Mike Norman, Vader versus Anakin. Uh, no contest that Vader. Shout out to my boy Mike, by the way. Good guy, fucking sweetheart. No contest that Vader is more over than Anakin. Anakin was a whiny biatch, and so not over in my opinion. Pop it on rules. Way to go, Mike. Best email of all time. Next one, BS Master Dust or ba- oh, yeah, Base well, Master yeah, Dust. Well, Getting all the old heads popping out. I am so happy these guys are emailing us, dude. You have no idea. Dear NFO, little N, capital F, little O. Thank you there, little, little Dusty. Doesn't 
I agree with Doc about Andor. Oh, yes. It's my go-to if I need to get some sleep. For some reason, I just don't give a shit about these characters. I love me some more Star Wars, but this show is too slow-paced for my liking. I'll give it a second shot at some point, which brings me to the Bad Batch. Way better than Andor, but season two is kind of meh. I don't know, man. It picked up after the scene now. I don't see myself wanting to rewatch any of it. Hopefully things turn around. But there's a beacon of hope. And you know what they say about hope. Mando episode one, season three was great. Mando helping out his tribe, IG-11 returning. The little dudes working on IG-11. Carl Weather, the list goes on and on. It's nice to have a Star Wars podcast that isn't run by total losers. It's <laughs> it's Star Wars for men. Real men <laughs> and ladies. Just just for men. Just for Mandalorians. Yeah, nice. Star Wars podcast just for men. Mandalorians. Pop. Um, real men and ladies. Very nice, Borat. NFO for life. Okay, so that Great was email, pretty. Guys, thank you. Great emails. Thank you for emailing us. Continue to send us emails about anything. We want to interact with you guys. More often, we like our fans, all seven of you guys, but we want to talk to you guys more often and make this a more interactive show. Um, so, Doc, do you want to go first or I'll go first? Uh, um, I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, hard decision, right? You got the, the two characters, you know, the, the mirror images of each other, pivotal in the Star Wars universe. You got one hand, you got Darth Vader. I mean, if you close your eyes and picture Star Wars, it's probably going to be a lightsaber or Vader's mask, right? You can hear him breathing. Arguably, with the Star Wars OT trilogy and the sequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy was all about was was Darth Vader, right? His 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 redemption, his rise, his creation. It's hard to deny that Vader is a central, if not the central character in the Star Wars universe. Um, then you have Anakin, who it's all you know based upon the chosen one, the Jesus figure in in in, in this uh, in this situation. Um, someone who has carried the Star Wars trilogy, also played by a fantastically great actor who's generally a nice guy, except if you ask his ex-wife like me, um, who was thrust upon a situation, probably didn't have enough. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, maturity and or experience to be able to work through his emotions and get it done and do the right thing for his his friends, his lover, his wife, his universe, and took the easy way out. Hard decision for me because I love both characters so very, very much. Even a whiny Anakin, I love her very much, okay? I've, I've learned, I've, I've grown to love him. But one thing, just one little thing is going to put one of these characters more over for me. Pop, can you guess what that is? I would have to say Natalie Portman. The fact that Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker was inside of Natalie Portman and cream pied her. God knows how many times. We have no idea. Makes Anakin Skywalker more over for me. Wow. 
done. Well, Doc, and the insider is- Vader suit must smell like the inside of a Seattle fish house. <laughs> You're going to be surprised with my pick, Doc. I'm going to go with Anakin Skywalker. Wow. They're over for me. I didn't see that one coming at all. Big time. As much as I love Darth Vader. And to me, Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker are two different people. Two different people living in the same body. One being the primary, uh, whatever you want to call it, the primary person, the primary uh, voice in his head, whatever, consciousness. And Vader being the dark side that's been brewing and manifesting in his body ever since he was a little child. And once it got released, it took over as primary and wouldn't let Anakin breathe. Um, what's what's that person with multiple personalities? What's that the condition called? Um, Schizophrenia? No. It's a uh, multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Well, I didn't think it was that, but okay. Um, MPD, right? You say so. Okay. So... The reason why I love Anakin is because Anakin is pure. Anakin's scared to lose. He loses his mother. He's not, he's afraid to lose Padme. But Anakin, Anakin is just everything a Jedi should be. All he wants to do is help people until the person he loves most is threatened. And then he goes, shit back crazy. All you need is one bad day, right? Just like Punisher tells Daredevil. It's just one bad day away of turning into your enemy. And that's what happened. Now, don't get me wrong. Vader's the face. I get it. The voice. I love Vader. Absolutely love Vader. But I love Anakin so much more. And I'm just a big mark. Just the look. The, the what's that called? The hairstyle that he's rocking. Uh, the mullet, mullet. The fact that he's uh, in the greatest lightsaber duel of all time with uh, Ewan McGregor. His acting's phenomenal, uh, especially in Kenobi. That one scene with the the the, the mask half off. It, it's I don't know. I can't I can't even compare the two because Vader. Even though we didn't get as much Vader. In the OT as we'd like He's a very staple And essential part in the film And obviously he's the face that runs the place But Anakin had all the Clone Wars And we got to get to know him Better So that's why I really feel like Anakin's more yep. over for me I like I like yippee Anakin Jake Lloyd Anakin I like confused I'm going through puberty at fucking 20 years old and I don't know how to act in front of the only girl I ever loved, Anakin. And I especially love episode three, my balls dropped in the Padme's mouth, Anakin. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, look, right behind me, episode three poster. Episode two poster's right there. Episode one poster's right there. My opinion out of all the Star Wars posters, the prequel trilogy posters are the best posters. They are fucking gorgeous. But, but... Again, you know, Anakin's over for me. 
every day of the week, twice on Sunday. I'm so I'm so surprised. I love it. So, anyhow, uh, Doc, we also do something here called from a certain point of view. Uh, there's two things. I don't know if you guys want to go through it. One is one last Jedi. You guys, do you look behind me? <laughs> One Last Jedi seemed broke Star Wars' most important theme, and the other one was George Lucas's mess, mishandled Star Wars' chosen one prophecy. Do you want to go down this beaten let's, path? Let's you just want to go- the, the mantra of the film seemed to be the Star Wars resistance was a spark of hope that would burn down the First Order. But when the movement arrived, nobody responded to Leia's call for help. We know that, right? Star Wars has tried explaining this ever since. The heroes make it clear throughout the film that they need to survive in order to inspire their allies scattered across the galaxy, but then they are betrayed by the very people they are fighting for, leading to a hopeless situation. Why? Because nobody showed up. But here's the deal. You could have, just think about it. How many times have you been in fights in high school or college or whatever in the streets, and you're with your boys and you're throwing down and suddenly you turn around and your boys are gone? Okay, yeah. Never. Well, you got better friends than me. Well, yeah, exactly, because they wouldn't be my boys after that. So th- that's the point. So were they afraid and did they just dip because of that? Because they knew that they were going to get crushed and they were just self-preserving because they were you know, ready to be crushed by the Empire? Or did they need a bigger spark of hope for them to actually join in and say, oh, maybe we got a chance to win this fight? Hmm. Interesting. As you no. read... People, people do a lot of self-preservation things to ensure that they will continue to survive. Um, and if the deck is stacked against them, I could see that the reason why they they didn't show up is because of that. But at the end of the movie, they show up. So, I mean, you have to have the big save, right? A hot tag, baby. Of course. I don't know. I think this is a kind of an odd, an odd point here. All right, so... George Lucas mishandled the Star Wars Chosen One prophecy. Anakin Skywalker is the Chosen One in the Star Wars prequels, but Lucas didn't execute the prophecy well enough to make it compelling. Because of the prophecy's lack of explanation in the movies, the excitement around Anakin's potential as the Jedi's Chosen One fizzled out. Instead of elaborating on exactly how he would alter the galaxy's fate, the movies focused more on his personality traits and relationships with other characters. In retrospect, all the mentions of the Chosen One prophecy earlier in the prequel trilogy have an anticlimactic ring to them, considering the lack of the payoff. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I agree with this. I don't agree with it either. I mean, yeah, from a certain point of view, was he the Chosen One? Did he inadvertently give birth to the Chosen One with the fact that you know Luke is the Chosen One? I don't know. I, I, I don't think the jury is a hundred percent out. Would it be I be- interesting. I do believe Anakin, be, Anakin is the chosen one in my eyes. Would it be Would it be interesting if Disney Plus put a show out called The Chosen One, where it wasn't Anakin and it wasn't Luke, it wasn't any of those guys, and it's something different? I'm not saying it'd be great. I'm just saying if someone could spin a tale where we can go there. Hmm. Don't don't put don't, don't don't put that in the universe. I don't want to see a show about <laughs> Ray being the fucking chosen one. Dude. I'm not saying it's Ray. I'm not saying it's Ray. Listen, Anakin is it's, it's an old white guy because you know we're all the we're all the chosen ones. Man. It is Anakin. Anakin is the chosen one. He did bring balance to the force, but 
not as everyone intended him to. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the catch. Aha, try the soup. Try the soup. Where's a spoon? Aha. You know what I mean? So I don't agree with that either. I just brought up a topic of the discussion. Seems good at the time. Now I look back at it, my bad. But Doc, it's okay. Because you just made the list. You just made the list. Now we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lists. lists. All right, let's cut this down to like two lists so we can get the fuck out of here. I'm going to do yeah. one. Here we go. All right. Picking the best lines of Star Wars dialogue ever. Fucking hell. I was gonna All right, that. you can take that one. It's fine. <laughs> no, no, go. You go I, first. I, I, no, I knew you want. I knew you want. No, go, 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 go. Come on. Mazel tov. Uh, where is it? I'm just trying to get it. Okay, so we go. Um, Yoda, Empire Strikes Back. This, that is why you fail. Oh, I love it's a great that. line. I use it at work all the time against my residents when they do something and they fuck up. Um, none of them get the reference, so it's perfectly fine. You walk uh, into the, you walk into the room with your pants down around your ankles. Doc, what are you doing? That is why you fail. That is why you fail. <laughs> all right. Princess Leia, Empire Strikes Back. You stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking. Nerfer. Great look. Who's scruffy-looking? Exactly. He, he didn't mind being called a nerfer. I'll tell you that, though. Shirt Imwe in Rogue One. I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Great line. Probably one of the best lines in that in that, in that movie. This is a great one, too. Empire. Yo, hold on. You know, you know what was a great line? <laughs> in, uh, in Rogue One, where they put a bag over his head, and he goes... I'm blind. <laughs> Remember Sagarero's moments. The Sagarero yes. puts the phone with Sharon's head. <laughs> anyway, go the on. <laughs> okay, Emperor Palpatine, Return of the Jedi. Oh, I'm afraid the yeah. shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. The way he delivered that line, he's oh. such a such a dick. It's a dick. <laughs> I love it. It was the best. <laughs> So I, hear it, I, I laugh. I just chuckle myself silently. Me too. Me he's too. Like, he's like, oh, you assholes think you got me? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's so good. Um, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Bryce Strikes Back. You like me because I'm a scavenger. There aren't enough scavengers in your life. I happen to like nice men. I'm a nice man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yes. That's a good yes. one. All right. Yoda, Last Jedi. Pat, this is, a good, this is a good one. This is something that I actually wrote down because I thought it hit home for me. Pass on what you have learned. Strength, mastery, but weakness, folly, failure also. Yes, failure most of all. The greatest teacher of failure is, Luke, we are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. And I think that's what we all want for our Padawans in our, in our life. Our kids, our students, whoever. Um, and the last one is, you want to eat that cornbread? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That your cornbread. The last one is Leia. Hey, hey, Han. You got goots. It's yeah, scruffy. Squeal like a pig. Yeah. All right. Six reasons. Six biggest reasons. Obi Wan Kenobi season two must happen. Let's see. Uh, Obi Wan needs to train with Qui Gon Jinn. Very true. Uh, number two. Riva Savanda's story is just the beginning. No. Number three, why Obi-Wan didn't kill Vader after their Kenobi duel. Interesting. I would like to know more about that. Number four, Owen, Lars, and Kenobi's relationship has to change. Hmm. 
Obi-Wan has to protect Luke Skywalker. And Ewan McGregor wants Obi-Wan Kenobi 2 season to happen. Those are the top six reasons why it should happen. Okay, that's a that's a quite the stretch. All right, here we go. Top, I don't know, 80 books that you must read that are canon. Number one, Star Wars uh, Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule, which is the High Republic book. Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. That's a good one. That's a good one. Queen Shadow by E.K. Johnson. Brotherhood by Mike Chen. That's a good one. Leia, Prince of Alderaan by Claudia Gray. Catalyst by James Luceno. Read that. Rogue One, a Star Wars story novelization by Alexander Freed. Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. Claudia Gray's all over this list. Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. Good, good one. Bloodline yeah. by Claudia Gray. That's it for that one. All right. You want, you want to call it quits? Let's call it quits. Unless you want yeah, to let's run it out here. Nah, but, the next ones are kind of garbage. Well, listen, there's a couple of things I want to throw out there since I am like the Nostradamus of the NFO here. I have some theories. I guess I'm the one who guessed Luke Skywalker would be coming back before it was even a possibility and Dr. I was nuts. But this is what I'm thinking is going to happen. Gina Carano is going to come back at the end of season three of Mando. With some kind of snarky line, like, you miss me? Or something like that. Miss me, Snowflake? Yeah, right? Um, Laurel's Mickelson is not going to be playing uh, Thrawn. I think it's going to be RDJ. Mm. That's what I really do feel. Um, Faye's taking over. I think he's going to be the next in line to take over. This is my opinion. Um, and those are just three little theories. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. When I'm right, I'm right. So, you got any theories, Doc? Interesting. I, my theory is that I, I don't want to go to bed. All right. Well, let them know where they can find you at. I don't do theories, okay? I do facts. You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O. See photos of my tanned ass all over Instagram and my beautiful wife. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Alex Arroyo MD, and you can find me on Facebook, Alex Arroyo. Find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter and Instagram, Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to it. Hit the notification bell. Leave comments, all that stuff. Uh, Pro Wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon is the shop where you can get GGP t-shirts, which are designed mostly by uh, Doc and Spiro. Um, this, That's because we do it for free. This Sunday, you got a t-shirt. Relax. On the 18th, I'll be in Virginia Championship Wrestling on a three-way oh, dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yo, yo, Virginia. Versus Dirty Money, the champion who stole my title, and the man that I beat for the title, Phil Brown. It's going to be one hell of a fight because both those guys can go. On the 25th, I should be back in NYWC doing something, hopefully something good. Um, and uh, the 31st, I will be in Richfield, New Jersey uh, for Wrestling Is Now. And I'll be wrestling Absolute 2K Chris Cross. Uh, yes. It'll make you want to jump, jump. So, uh Make sure you guys catch me there at those shows. It's going to be really, 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 really good. Um, but you can catch two of us together. 
Um, now we're only parading up and down the streets wearing our tag team championships, but we're too lazy to go get the show on camera. Not like anyone's going to watch this anyway. But uh, you can catch us together on uh, Twitter at NFO underscore podcast, New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, and New Force Order at Yahoo.com is the email. What's up? Oh, you got something to say? I was going to say, we didn't go over the Acolyte leaks. Oh, let's do that next show, since they were just released. Yeah, but I want to be the first one to do it. Yeah, we're not. Don't worry. Okay, what do you say? Um, I was going to just throw one last thing out there. Shout out to our boy Short Round, a.k.a. What's his name? Hyung Q Kwan, who just won an Oscar sure. tonight. Oh, did he? Did. For what? For his role in uh, Everything, Everywhere. All at once and not between nothing, whatever. Do you see the movie? I did not. Ki Hugh Kwan. And that's him hugging Andy. And that's him hugging Harrison Ford. There you go. Look at that. Beautiful. Dude, uh, that movie was awesome. I didn't see it yet. I got to check it out. You got to watch it. And as you're watching, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Right? And you're like, what am I watching? But then at the end, it all comes together and they tie it together with a nice, pretty bow. And nice. it was really, 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 really good. So shout out to him. Congratulations. Um, I was watching that on the plane the other day too. Gotta check it out. Gotta check it out. You know that was the that was the that was the movie that made PG thirteen rating happen. Really? Yeah. Because uh they were they all they almost got a rated R. But uh, but uh, um Temple of Doom? Yeah. And he had to and then Spielberg went to go fight him for it and came up with the uh Came up with the anyway. <laughs> oh, now you will, huh? Now you will. She, she looks pretty hot there. <laughs> Luciano Pavarotti. <laughs> I was sending, I was gonna pop it on a little bit of memes in the background. Sorry. Oh, that's tremendous. Oh, la, 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 la. Oh, tremendous. All right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I know it's been so, uh, quite some time, but Doc had to get married. We were in Puerto Rico having a fucking grand time. Uh, so the, the show was put on hold. We were going to do it live, but then we we're like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, it would have been a mess. It would have been a, mess. It been a hot mess. But we're here now. Uh, I know you guys are over there now. But we're going to bring you guys more shows. Um, we'll talk more about Mandalorian as it, as it transpires. Same thing with Bad Batch when Doc finally fucking catches up. Thank you for giving us your time and your ears. Hopefully, we entertained you. Hopefully, you didn't miss us too much. And uh, hopefully, we did what we normally set out to do. And that is get Star Wars more over with you, the folks, and not get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been another exciting, action-filled News-packed edition of the new Force Order for life. And that's just too sweet. The time has come. Execute Order NFO.
Pues por igual me hiciste 